0: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Beer Guts and Buttercuts. My name is Jacob. With me as always, I've got Caddy Josh. Yo, yo, yo. And Mr. Carmen.
1: What's going on everyone?
0: So fellas, we had a riveting weekend down in uh, Dominican Republic at the Corrales Punta Cana Club and Championship. And uh, I'll be honest, I think I watched all the five minutes of the whole tournament.
1: That's five more than me.
0: That's fine more than me, dude. I've been at Eagle Point day in and day
2: out. Like having I don't even I should have just put a hammock in the trees and just stayed
0: there. I mean, it's it's fair to say that we called this mostly because none of our BGBC guys are playing in it, but also it's just not a tournament that I would normally tune into anyways. <laughs> It's down, It's the down season for us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're 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 net jets. We're wheels up right now. We're going wherever we want to. Yeah, we're
1: just we're recovering from major week, you know. Our, a lot of adrenaline and uh, a lot of emotion went into the U.S. Open, but you know, kind of a, a letdown this week. Get get our feet back under us for the long haul here.
0: Yeah. Well, before we get into the whole episode, let's go ahead and do a few uh, house cleaning items. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at bgbc Podcast. Um, on twitter at bgbc underscore podcast and please keep emailing us Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys email us at bgbcgolf at gmail.com and now ladies and gentlemen for this week's beer of the week mr carmen take it away
1: uh beer of the week this week is a classic
0: uh rolling rock so talk talk to me a little bit about it because i'll be honest i've I've never had rolling rock before so my rating I was going to go ahead and give you my rating. It's a three across the board, neutral. I'm from <laughs> Switzerland to this uh, beer of the week, but tell me a little bit about it.
1: Yes, I mean it's just uh, it's just your run of the mill beer. It's it's along the lines of I would categorize it with just a light beer with more of a a heavier taste. Uh, it, it's still crisp, but still light. It's by no means a diesel, um, but yeah, it's just. If you want to mix it up a little bit, you can get a case, of, a case of rocks for something like 35 or 13 bucks. I was about to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, like 13 bucks. That should better um, on the first for 35. One of the beers that, to me, tastes entirely different in a can versus a bottle, glass bottle. Um, there are some beers I like that. is like that for me. I like Agreed. either way, but I prefer in the cans. See, I prefer in um, glass, but. Yeah, I mean it, that's his personal preference. Are you talking Part about, you talking about to me to say or? Or glass cup?
0: No glass bottle. I'm talking about glass bottle. Are you talking about draft? Glass bottle or can?
1: I'm talking about like glass bottles versus cans. Okay. Oh, I'm a can guy across the board for everything. I'm a can mainly because I feel like it can uh one, I don't have to be as, you know, uh gentle with it. I can squeeze it a little bit. I can It can slip a little bit if I drop it, so be it. Slap it around. I don't have to worry about it. I just like vanilla. It. it also stays colder a little bit longer in my experience. Um, but Rolling Rock to me is definitely a – because it is by no means a classy beer. You're not going to sit down in a nice restaurant and order a rock. Um, so, you know, pick up a case of them the cans. You can throw them out on the course. I, I'd give it a course drink ability of like three and a half. Not my favorite, just because like it's by no means my first choice, but it's uh, it is nice to mix it up a little bit without having a super strong taste or having to go get you know a craft beer or something like that. It's it's an affordable way to kind of mix it up a little bit, get away from your typical beer, um, you know, still be able to pound you know thirty of them without having to blink an eye, <laughs> um, you know. So flavor, I'll probably give it a, a four. It, Solid flavor. No complaints here. Josh? Not
2: not that much experience. Please. Not that much experience. I used to put it on the shelves back in the day when I worked <laughs> on the beer truck. I used to put the Rolling Rock up there. But isn't Rolling Rock more of like a northern thing? Uh, Yeah, a little yeah. bit. I think so. It's not that popular down here. But the one time I did have it, it was pretty good. So I will go. I'm going 4-4. Drinkability and of course. Wow. course, because there's just something about rolling rock a rolling rock while you a rolling rock
0: while you're out there on the course. You caught me off guard with that one. I mean, I, I expected a pretty neutral score for only doing it one time. But four, hey, four. if it left that much of an impression on you. The RR game, that green box screams it at me. That speaks volumes to the to the boys at yes. rolling rock.
1: I like Good the design. For a Simple, spot. classy.
2: Simple and classy. That's
1: right. Just like me. Well, be That's sure. the perfect way to describe Rolling Rock. Very simple, classy gal. You know, the you know, not going to lose your mind over, but she's loyal.
2: You can only imagine you wouldn't miss a putt drinking Rolling Rock on the course.
0: You,
1: no, yeah, you got to roll the rock. I mean, there's no doubt. What I'm saying, no doubt at all. Here, that was a good one, Josh. I
0: appreciate that. Well, be sure to look on our Instagram page to see the beer of the week. We're going to try to incorporate it more often than we have been in these past couple weeks. Yeah, you know, got a little downtime with the tournaments. Might as well, you know, bring the social media game up. There you go. Fans, watch out. We're coming for you. <laughs> We're coming for you. Um, so let's go ahead and get into everybody's favorite segments. Let's talk about our own game. And ladies and gentlemen, this is breaking news, but it seems as though Carmen played some golf this week. Let's, uh, let's go to him to talk about it. Carmen, what you got for us?
1: Man, it was good to get back out there after a long break. Um, One, because it was was nice because it was also unexpected. Like, I I definitely did not expect playing that day. I thought it was going to be a busy day. Uh, But I knocked out a good bit of work in the morning and got towards the afternoon. Weather was looking good. Schedule was looking good. Figured I'd go squeeze in nine while I had the chance. Was just going to go play just that little nine-hole course that is not very good at all that I sent you pictures of, but just to play, but I got out there and it wasn't super busy. I asked them, I was like, yo, can I just play nine like on the regular eighteen? They're like, Yeah, go for it. So I got to play the back nine there. Um, which is like their actual course over at Northwest is actually pretty nice. I mean that nine hole used to be pretty good, but it's pretty beat at this point. Um but their eighteen, you can tell that they've definitely put their money there as opposed to the nine. Um you know overall I was I was happy with the way I played. Um, it was a, a bit of a stress free round. Like I didn't have any expectations going out there. I was just gonna go out there and play. Struck the ball well. My distances were off, um, and that got me a few times. But uh, one ball club through nine, one ball. So that matters. Um, love to love to hear that. It helps pocketbook as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> always always got to be cost conscious out here. Picked up a
0: few balls, so I was up on the route. Um, that's one of the best feelings ever. Is when you go in there, into the woods or into the rough, you find your ball, but then you find, like, an act- like a decent ball, like a Bridgestone. And you're like, Yeah, I picked
1: up a uh, an AVX from Titleist, so a quality ball, wow. and then a uh, Chrome saw. Wow. Dude,
2: I, that's I, a quality I day. I just hunt the Creeks at Eagle Point because they're all Pro View Ones and TP5X. It's literally all the top balls are everywhere. You and that's, Diz. all. Yeah, me and Diz. That's only thing to find. <laughs> He's probably he's probably pissed at me. Which which but that place that he used to sell golf balls at though they shut down after COVID. I guess he couldn't keep the business running or whatever. I but,
0: thought that that was uh, That little seafood market up there. I thought it was John's place. No,
2: I don't think it's huh. Uh I don't know, but because that green's overgrown and everything now. Because so I don't even know if Dizzy's doing it anymore. I think. So you're saying it's on the market. I'm saying it's on the
0: market. Che, check the list, and you're the real estate agent. I have to. There's a green out there. We got something to work with. All right, Carmen, <laughs> let us know what's hot, what's not.
1: Uh, What's hot? I would say the driver was hot. I drove the ball really well. Um, it, There are some spots that it can be pretty tight, and if you drive it wayward, you're going to lose it into the woods. Um, and I didn't, so that says something. The back nine has – um, it only has one par five, while the front nine has like three. Um, so I didn't really have, you know, huge like scoring opportunities there, but, um, only two par threes in the back. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It's like a, you know, it's, it can be a difficult course. I think if you want to tip it out, it gets up to like 7,300 yards. Long way. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously I didn't play the tips. Um, I wouldn't have either. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's just not, uh, yeah, it's a little bit beyond my comfort area, but yeah, drove the ball really well, um, man. And my irons were good; like I hit solid contact. I didn't have any. My alignment was pretty good. Like I think, <laughs> like I've I'm starting to figure that out, which is nice. Um, but man, what's your process was, of that? Honestly, like it's just I'm I either overcorrect way to the right or way to the left. So I try to get down. And getting behind the ball, Uh, this one thing that kind of Jacob walked me through last time we were playing, is just really get directly behind the ball and just get out of target. Um, But also, if I feel like I'm a little bit open or a little bit left of the target, it turns out, like, I'm straight. Like, that's how it's kind of supposed to be. So I'm starting to get used to that as opposed to so often I would line up and I feel like I'm straight. And, like, while my feet may be at my target, that means I'm really aiming way to the right. So I either have to really get over top and then I yank it or I push it way right. You know what I mean? But
2: are you lining up to a target past the flag or are you picking a target past the flag and lining up to a marker in front of you?
1: Uh, About halfway.
2: Okay. I like to use the ground right in front of me. I'll draw an invisible line straight to that. Like if there's a divot right in front of me or some sand or something, I'm drawing a straight line down to it and i'm looking right in front of my feet as i'm addressing the ball and i'm putting my club at that target and then i'm just trying to get everything parallel to it so i'm basically lining up my body to the club because you want the club pointing in the right direction first because yeah. you know how to stand and adjust your body so i would make it even closer to your feet like draw that invisible line like if there's a lonely pine tree past the flag and you know you need to take it at that then draw that line straight down to a leaf or pine straw or a divot right in front of you, line that club head up, and then get everything parallel with it depending on if you know you're going to cut
1: it or draw, you know, whatever your miss is, stuff like that. Yeah. No, I've definitely tried that. Like sometimes I think when it gets too close, my depth perception kind of be thrown off a little bit. So I like to go a little bit further out. That just kind of helps me a little bit. Um, But it's definitely better than the way I, you know, what most people probably do when they start is, oh, okay, there's a flag. Just try to hit it right there. And then that just – you're just asking for trouble. Um, but, no, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely getting there alignment-wise, and that's a big issue because ball striking has gotten a lot better over the last, you know, I guess, year or so that I've been playing. But then it's, okay, well, I'm hitting it well, but I'm hitting it like 30 yards right or 30 yards left just because I'm aiming it that way. Um, so – That was better. Uh, Distances are still off. Like, I'm still trying to dial those in. But part of it is when I strike one of my irons really well, I can roast it. But if I don't, like, it's going to come up, like, 20 yards shorter than that. And I think that's partially just because when you hit it, you know, we're not going to hit it a stripe every time. But when you do have kind of the cavity back game-improving irons that I've got, I mean, if you really catch one, it'll go. And But the flip side of that is if you get one on the toe, a little bit on the heel, it's going to save you. But you're going to have such a wide array of, uh, like, a big dispersion on your distances. So it's like, all right, well, I could either hit this 5-iron, like, 185, or I could hit it 205. You know what I mean? Like, so that's that's still a bit of an issue. Um, but then chipping was fine. Um putting was not very good. Let's, you know, just get that out of the way. Uh, Distances weren't terrible, but my reads were Helen Keller-esque.
0: We got to work on your feel. I I feel like whenever you you never feel confident whenever you're standing over a putt, no matter if it's 40 feet or four feet.
1: I feel more confident behind a 40-footer than I do a four-footer. Just because, like, I feel like I can just give it gas. If I'm at a four footer, call it a day. Like that's it. Like I'm, I'm like gonna three jack that thing. <laughs> but see, that's when,
2: all right. I know I'm not a good putter, but from caddying experience, from the other side of the bag, anytime I've got a player within four to five feet, that that read is, n- unless it's like absolutely breaking, it's not coming out of the hole. It's either inside right. Inside, left, or back of the cup, depending on how it's moving. And that's when you just got to commit to it and say, all right, if I miss this, I don't care if I blow it by by two feet. Because you know that if you line it up and give it a firm space, that you're probably going to bury it at least 80% of the time. That's what I've noticed the most out on the course. And even with myself, like when I am playing good and I'm putting well, is like inside four to three feet, five feet, like it's it's right around the hole and, and you're being firm with it and just burying it. That, and then when you're from farther distances, like 10, 20 feet, that's when you're really trying to read the break and work on that lag, because then, you know, you can have that top end par or that tap end bogey, but inside that five foot circle, just bury that motherfucker. And if you miss it by two feet, you miss it by two feet, but eventually you'll get to where you're just burying them like 80% of the time. And then, okay, those few that, all right, maybe you just push that one a little and you didn't make it inside that. All right, shake it off. Go to the next hole and get it back.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I had the confidence that I would only blow it by by two feet, that's one thing. But you know, when I was down there, y'all saw me. I was taking five footers, come having ten footers coming back up. Well, and I mean, it was like to that point. Granted, that was just an exceptionally bad day. But
0: well, and I think like Josh, that's a, that's a fair point. Like that, that's definitely something that you you keep in the back of your mind. But I think from watching rounds playing with Carmen, I don't think it's his. Line that's the problem. I think it's when he takes the club head back. Like I feel like when he goes back, it's not a straight line. It's like kind of like up and down, like herky jerky almost. Like I feel like it's something that you just need to work on your stroke. So is that too much hands in the stroke and not enough shoulders? Could be. I, mean, I think could probably. Be. I
1: think one thing that I've been working on with my uh put out uh, putting mat and tool with tool of the week a couple weeks ago um, is trying to stay more connected. So kind of. Like honestly, like watching DJ set up for a putt, you can kind of tell like how important it is. Like he's always making sure his arm is tucked and it's says connected. Almost like keeping the elbows right at your side. And as you do that, granted, like you do need to have a little bit more mobility, but that's something that I'm trying to do is just be a little bit more controlled with it. Because like yeah, Jacob's absolutely right. I mean, even like I would feel going back, I was like, I had no idea what line I'm going on. Like it was like when you're, you know, when you're playing 2K uh, 20 golf and you have to do the line and it shows you, and then all of a sudden, like you've got that tunnel and you use the joystick, and all of a sudden, it's like a big old C. Like that's what I feel like I'm doing when I'm
0: putting. So, how firm would you say that you hold the putter when you're putting?
1: Um, uh, it depends on the day. Are you white? Watching- that's why you I mean,
0: Like, is it? No, no, I'm not
1: white knuckling it. Is it
0: a firm handshake or is it, you know, a limp fish?
1: Uh, I would say it's it's closer to a firm, but I'm not white knuckling it. Like, I'm definitely getting the play out of it. Like, I don't want it wiggling around. Um, But that's still kind of a work in progress. I would say my grip pressure is okay, but I'm still getting a little bit too flicky with my wrist sometimes. And, getting my arms a little bit too detached from the rest of my body. You know what I mean? And like to the point where I'm taking it back and maybe my right arm's pulling, so that's pulling it off to the right a little bit. Or I'm pushing too much with my left arm, so that's taking it back behind me a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, definitely keep working on it, you know. Yeah. I think using the putout's is great. It's just you got to make sure that you're not practicing the same thing that you do on the course, you know. You got to be conscious of what you're practicing.
1: Yeah, no, for sure.
0: But, all right. That was uh, an in-depth thing. I mean, it was good. Like, I'm, I'm glad we got to have that conversation because I feel like it's been a while since we've been able to talk to you about your game.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, it's it has been a while. I'm going to try and go play a really nice course here in a couple weeks um, down at down Charlottesville. I'm going to try and get out there. Audrey's going to be able to get me on. Um, <laughs> brand new Davis Love design. Uh, it looks absolutely beautiful. We've walked it before, so I'm um, gonna try and get out there. I don't know when I'm gonna be able to get down there. Probably in a couple weeks, but the fall foliage is gonna be out in full bloom.
0: Oh, wow! What a sentence!
1: It's gonna be. It's gonna be an amazing day. Some good photography out there. The
0: alliteration on that was in- impeccable. The fall foliage will be in full bloom.
1: Um. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a wordsmith, guys. I mean,
0: yeah. So. Obviously, we've got the tournament this week. The uh, Yeah, we got a big tournament coming up on Friday. At Kings Grant. Captain's Choice. Captain's Choice.
2: Looking forward to lot. it. What did we
0: shoot last year? I got the picture. I don't know. 53, 57? I think, I think it might have been 56. Um, But, yeah, so, I, honestly, not a whole lot of preparation going into it, though. I, I haven't played. I think the last time I played was when we – played nine at Muni, and we talked about that on the last episode. Played nine with me.
2: I played KG. You did. I did go home because I moved this week, so I had to go home to Fayetteville to get a few things and bring it back. And while I was down there, I got to play it. And How's
1: it, look? it looks
2: good. It looks really good because a lot of the grass – it's not like, holy shit, Kings Grant updated. It's not like that. Like, it still looks like exactly like the same course. But they fixed car path areas. They – did all new greens, but they're still super slow because they're still trying to get them to the right thing. You know what I mean? They're still letting them set in. They cut them down and rolled them before I played them, and apparently they're a little bit faster. But nothing breaks more than a ball. But I shot 78. I was, I mean, I hit driver really well, but I mean, I, I probably, I had two birdies. I probably could have had five. I missed, I missed some good bit, good bit of ones. Cause it was so hard trying to get used to everything up here is like 10 or faster on the step meter. Like these greens roll fast around when we ten. And then I went down there and it was just like so slow. So I was, it was really hard to adapt at first, but I felt like I played really good. And I, if I can hit driver, how I hit driver the other day, we're going to tear this place apart. I mean, I shot 78 like casually. Like I didn't even feel like I played that good when I finished. And, if, I, if we got four shots from all spots pff, with you guys swinging, pff, stop it. Back-to-back champions. Here we come.
0: Back-to-back champions. Back-to-back
2: champs. We're coming for you. We didn't even get a trophy last year. They
0: better have a trophy this year. Probably not. No, I, I think – Yeah, we just took a picture in front of our, our scorecard. That was it. I think No, I think we got like a goodie bag.
2: We got uh, tickets to that uh, baseball game, the Woodpeckers.
0: That's right. We did. Favorable Woodpeckers, Those apparently, are. I know, Carmen, this doesn't really apply to you that much, but apparently the Woodpeckers are hosting, like, a, a nine-hole par-three event
2: really? on the grounds. How's the, what are they all? Are they all, like, 50-yard shots? I don't know, yards? but
0: my brother signed us up. Nice. It's I mean,
2: stadium. It's like a golf stadium. I wonder if they just have targets out there. Do you, like, just hit to them and try and score points?
0: I don't know. But, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um but yeah, so yeah, I I have not played that much. I'm hoping to play sometime this week. At least play not before we go out there because past couple times I've played have not have not been good. But I think it's because I've I've kind of started falling out of my routine, my pre-shot routines. Because listening to what you were saying earlier about picking a spot in front of your ball, like that's what I used to do. But now lately, I've just kind of been picking up. A, a target down the line and then set up the ball. And I think that's why a lot of my shots have been going to the right where I feel like I'm, my stance is closed off as to where before it was a little bit more open. So it gave me the room to, to finish my swing. So I'm hoping that I can fix that this week. Cause I really want to play well when we go back to KG. Uh, I'd, I'd hate to, to not have a, I mean, I, I hope I repeat. All, I hope all four of us are just firing. I know. I mean, we all have the ability to. I mean, Patrick's been playing pretty well. I, mean, I think last time I played with Patrick was back in high school, and he shot like a 90-something. Well, I shot 78. He shot 80. Yeah. So, I mean, you you guys are, are where you need to be. If anything, I'll help out with the short game. Yeah, um, you and Patrick are probably our best putters. But Sam, honestly, is a really good putter
2: when it comes to speed and things like that. Yeah. Like, he doesn't really ever, like, drop bombs on us or anything like that. We're going to make but some But he's always got a back, I feel like. That's where Sam kills us out there, is because he's his speed control is really good. We're gonna so, we're gonna make some putts for sure. I'm excited because I don't think we have a problem getting to the green. No, at all. No. Like we have four good drivers. Even if yours isn't hot and Patrick's not hot, I, I'm me, definitely going first. I'll, I'll usually, keep. me and Sam are pretty consistent. Or I mean, Sam can just fucking hose it out of there.
1: I'm hoping to put a lot of ones out there. Like I think y'all need to go with whoever is your best driver of the golf ball. They hit first to free everyone else up. Interesting. I mean, granted, you can do a whole lot of different ways because then you gotta think. Like, say Josh is hitting it the best. If all of a sudden all three of y'all go OB, he's got a ton of heat on him just to keep it in bounds. But if he's hitting first, you can like you can free it up. And all of a sudden, he pipes one, and then you, Sam, and Patrick can just let it eat and see what happens. We could just you know let I mean? Sam
2: go first, and if he hoses one out there, we'll just fucking get in the cart and go. And also then, true. if he doesn't, then we have three goes at it to try and get one on the fairway. Yeah,
0: that's true, too. That's, we we do. We need to talk because strategy Thursday
2: night. Because I'm not out driving Sam if he gets the fairway. No, nobody So, we might as well just let him step up, free ball it, and fucking just – Release the Kraken. We should just tell him to go full DeChambeau. Just smash this.
0: Yeah, we we definitely need to talk strategy Thursday.
2: And there's no way we shouldn't have a chance at Eagle
0: at at least three of the four par fives. where the only the, one number 15? Uh-huh. fifteen? Uh huh. Fifteen's probably the only one. Or no,
2: I mean I think I think I know we can hit every green on par fives. I know we can. But I'm saying realistically, three of the four is a good goal to have where at least we're making birdies because if y'all aren't
1: 18 under then go
2: like go kill yourself because 15 is the hardest one to reach in two and i was pin high left the other day like no problem but they did have the tees up but i've hit that green before with three wood up the hill yeah it's just if the wind's in my face i can't get there but sam can get there up that hill so we can hit every par five and two I'm looking and forward then, to it. And then six is a little questionable. That's really got to be ripped. But if, say, Sam hits it perfect, like, we should be able to have a go at the green, everybody. Sam's going to be huge on part fives. Oh, we need him to hit the ball good. He shot, man, he I really shot 78 the other yeah. He shot 78 at PB. We're going to do it. We're going to go back to back. Dude, I had the member pro today. What a tournament to caddy for. It was so fun. I had two of the sickest golfers. One was an assistant pro that's at Eagle Point, so I've caddied for him a few times. He's a local Wilmington guy, but he used to work. I think he used to work at Seminole, and then he came to Eagle Point, and then he came back home to Eagle Point, but he's a pretty good player. He balled out today. He played really well, and then I had this member, John Blackwell. Jacob's caddied for him before. He is one of the sickest members out there. He is so good, and his, dad, his dad's like 70-something, and his dad is still sick. His dad could beat us three by himself. His dad's a stick. His dad is like 70-something, and all of his buddies are, like, flighting, like, fairway woods and things like that, trying to get him to run down the fairway. And this dude is just flighting irons into greens and sitting them and spinning them and shit. He is so good. Harden's a legend. But, yeah, member pro is a lot of fun. I really haven't left Eagle Point. Out of the four of the last five days, I've done 36 holes i grinding.
0: That's money, though.
2: I'm on a heater, and I got a loop tomorrow in the afternoon. But I get Friday off. Tournament time, baby.
0: Tournament time. My, That's caddy, right. my
2: caddy brain is going to be on different levels. That's right. I'm ready to go.
0: So let's uh, let's go ahead and do just a quick quick recap of the Corral, Sputacana. Uh Congrats to Hudson Swafford.
2: Go on, Hudson
0: for uh, getting his second PGA win. Um, like I said before, didn't really watch a whole lot of it, so don't know how he played. Uh, I do know that my man, Mackenzie Hughes, who was my pick for the week, he finished in solo third, which is pretty cool. I kind of wish that I had picked him for the week now. But also, Carmen's guy, uh, Zalatoris, the phenom as of late, raked in a top ten finish for him, so at, at an additional 30 points uh, that he didn't really need to begin with. Yeah,
1: let's go ahead and just run down the points real quick here. Fellas. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Give us
0: a recap.
1: Uh, yeah, so I'm the only guy who uh, had anyone in the field this week. I bought Will Uh Will probably be the last time for the rest of the season I buy somebody, like, to be entirely honest with you. I was just so detached. You know, I like, it's just one of those things where part of it, part of it definitely is thirty points doesn't necessarily mean as much to me. Like I'm not saying that in like a cocky way, but let's be honest. When you're already up seven hundred, what does an extra thirty mean? Um so uh, you know I don't know. I'm so I'm at one thousand seven hundred and twenty five points now. Um Jacob, you're still at nine thirty. And Josh, you are Almost an even thousand behind me at 730. Love to hear it. I'm I'm going to make a proclamation right now. I will be very surprised if one of you, particularly Jacob, is not within 200 points of me come Masters weekend.
0: Now, let me ask this. How much is a triple crown?
1: 150 points.
0: God, that's so weak. But we get 10 bucks from each
1: of us.
2: That's pretty weak, because it's pretty impressive to choose to have all those players on your team win majors. And you only get one
0: fifty. I mean, it is what it is. We, we already set the rules, but for next year, we might want to up the ante on that.
1: Sure. I mean, you, do, you get 10 bucks from each of us, so I mean, there's that, too.
0: Alright, I'll take that. I can live on so, well, you. That gets you well, a couple of your subs, but,
1: Um. So, I mean, yeah, like you've definitely got that, but We've got some tournaments coming up. Granted, you know, if I win another tournament, then that certainly Put a fork in it. puts me uh, quite a bit ahead. Just because I, you know, I feel like I'm going to have at least at least two guys give me points at the Masters. Um, DJ, barring injury, he's going to do it. Tony Finau, he's just a major top ten machine. Not going to win it but top 10 machine, probably around 7th or 8th, uh, and Xander. I'm just I'm waiting on – granted, Xander's done exactly what I picked him to do, just turn me points just each week, find a way to get into the top 10. But I am waiting to see if maybe at the CJ Cup out in uh, Vegas, if he can uh, sneak one for me.
0: I think that if Tony Finau was a smart man, he would not be playing in the par three tournament at the Masters this year. Are they going to have one? I'm sure. I mean, I'm because
2: sure they there's will.
1: There's no. Uh... They'll probably turn it into some charity thing. Isn't
2: fans not allowed, or did they? Uh, I thought I saw an article where they are going to have limited fans.
1: No, they're not going to have no fans, fans at all. No.
2: So, would they have the par three still?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tradition. Uh, they'll probably make it one of those charity things, like they do. Every week now.
2: I mean, I don't think... That I don't, would be pretty sick. That would be an actual cool one, as if the whole tournament was, like, for the charity and everybody was playing in it for the par three. That would be cool. Would that,
1: be, I, I, I'd watch it, for sure. Because just... Have you seen the pictures of Augusta, though? No. Negative. It is brown, fellas. Is it? Damn. Granted, it's 55 days. A lot can happen with that technology. But... I mean, the greens were obviously green, but everything else was, I mean, it looked like dead winter. Didn't
0: we have a conversation earlier this year where there was like a conspiracy theory that the really nice courses were painting their fairways green?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah. I mean,
0: obviously, August is always green in the springtime. There's no doubt about that. But do you think that they'll paint it for the Masters? Because that's that's like the, the, the tradition of all traditions is – the azaleas, the, all the flowers, and how lush green it is at, at Augusta. I mean, obviously, yeah, like it's it's, it's going to be in November, so it's t- a totally different climate than what we're used to. But do you think they'll paint it?
1: Uh I don't, I don't think so because I think too many players would say something about it because you can't, you can't hide that from these guys. You know what I mean? Like, I th- it's on your. I think. It may not be as lush as it was before, but, you know, I I don't think they'll paint it. I hope they don't. Like, I, I'd rather – I just – I don't like the idea of, of course, like that painting their their fairways.
2: I'm with you, Carmen. I hope they don't paint it because for the kind of year that this world has been having, it's almost like going to be kind of – not cool. This year hasn't been cool, but it'll be cool at, for the Masters and – 10 to 15 years when it's like oh remember the COVID season like how how crazy and different the masters look i think it'll be cool for players to go experience a different course for us to see a different course for one time like break the tradition once
1: oh yeah you know? i'm with you there
2: especially since it isn't like everybody's expecting it like don't go paint it there's no reason play the course play the course brown Ain't none to it. Play it as it lies. Play it as it lies, baby. I had to hit it off. I had to hit it off Frankenstein's fat foot.
1: (laughs) Who is your way too early master's pick?
0: Tiger Woods. No, I'm just kidding. That was just word association. Roy McIlroy. Way too early master's pick.
1: Interesting. Roy McIlroy is who I want as my early pick. I don't. I, I like granted if Jacob's gonna get the triple crown, like I would, mu- I would love to see Rory do it. Um, but for the sake of me picking up some cash, I'd prefer not. I don't really care anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. I want, that's my that's my early pick. Just so he can get the grand. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. the career grand slam. Man, I don't know. That's a good question
1: because there's a lot of guys that I'm, I'm thinking
0: about. Carmen, early pick, go. Uh,
1: early pick would probably be JT. Like, like I know I picked him for U.S. Open, and he didn't have a great – I mean, he had some ups and downs, but he's just one of those guys who's too talented to not. You know, he hasn't had great Masters tournaments before. I mean, he hasn't been horrible, but I don't think he's ever really been in the mix.
0: Go ahead and ask me.
1: Okay, yeah, good. Jordan Spieth. Woo!
0: Jordan Spieth wow. for comeback of the year. Could you imagine? Jordan Spieth goes out there, hat, gets to, what, what was it, number 12? Is that where he blew up? Um, I know Well, yeah, he's mine already. I'm just saying. I, that's my pick. Jordan Spieth, way too early prediction.
2: Jordan Spieth at a Brown Augusta. Yeah. I've got Roy McIlroy completing a career grand slam and giving Jacob the trip, trip ground.
1: Do you think that playing like he did at Wingfoot, Bryson can win at Augusta? No, I think
0: Augusta is a totally different course. It's way, I feel like Augusta is way more, like a whole lot of more undulations than Wingfoot. You know what I really want to see him do? You know how on uh, on Amon's
2: corner, the dog leg left. What number is that? Is that 13 or 14? I don't know. I don't know. There's a dog leg left and through Amon's corner, and Tiger used to practice that hook three wood that he outdrove Phil with that one year. Yeah. I hope D Shambo just smashes it over that creek that runs down the left side, over the corner, over the cut, and just puts it out there.
0: Honestly, that's what I was gonna say as my bull prediction, but I just—I mean, my early prediction. But I just—I don't see it. I think that's—it's it's not a course that really sets up for that. He would look like the fucking Hulk in the green jacket after he finished.
1: I—I I don't think you can bully Augusta. There's no. That's—that's that's just the only thing is, considering it really doesn't change year to year. If that could be done, it would have already been done. Right. Well, you know what I mean. Like, granted, he's doing it in a much different fashion, but also, with, you don't have to worry. You don't really have to worry about woods and trees at Wingfoot. You had to worry about rough, which you can obviously bully the ball out of. But if he's missing left or right, he's going to be in the pine straw in the woods.
0: You know, you could argue that Tiger Woods bullied Augusta because before Bryson, it was Tiger that was mashing it further than anybody else.
1: Not, I, like, I agree with you, but, I mean, you know what I mean, just the way Tiger did it with precision, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he was obviously hitting it long. No, I know what you mean. I mean, Brian doing missed, it a
0: different way. Missed so many barriers at Wayne Yeah, like, that's
1: – I think that was the perfect course for him to win on because he could miss short. Yeah. He could just power something out of the rough and come up in front. You know, if he were to try to do that on Amen Corner, he could be in the creek like Sergio like a gazillion times. Yeah. Um, but sure? it, it'll be interesting. I think a guy like Morikawa could win, although I don't like anyone's chances playing there their first time.
0: Yeah, plus he hasn't been playing his best as of late.
1: Yeah, so I think – I I really think he'll win it. At some point, but I just think it's one of those courses that you can't play until the Masters. So it's not like you can go out there and get a bunch of practice rounds in. Uh And it just presents so many unique challenges that you know it'll be it'll be interesting to see how he does. I'm sure he'll do fine, but I I just don't think uh, he'll win it his first time around.
0: Uh, I I agree. Uh, I mean, I agree. I, I don't. I definitely think that he'll compete, but for him to win it his first time, that would really make an impact on his career. But I don't. I don't see it happening this year. Yeah. Um, did Jordan win it his first year or was it the second?
1: Uh, he did not win in it
0: in his first year. Yeah, he was young. I mean, he was young. No doubt about it. I mean, that was when he was on a heater, though. I was like, he won,
2: like, the John Deere. (laughs) He he was
0: unstoppable at that point. Um, But, yeah, so next week, kind of another low-level tournament. You know, probably not going to be watching a whole lot of it. i will probably be another quick recap. Next week's
2: episode is about the Susan Haynes-Reed Championship Captain's
0: Choice Tournament. And and in the the fine print, it'll say Sanderson Farms Championship (laughs) recap. Um, But, yeah, so next week, Sanderson Farms Championship. Uh, kind of a low-level field again, but as always, we're going to make our predictions. So I want to know who do you guys want to win, and who do you guys think will win. And Josh, we'll start with you. Mine
2: are the same because I have nobody playing, but I'm going with Sun JM. Okay, that's a good pick. He's a good player. hasn't won yet, I don't think. And it's a lower-level field, and I feel like he might be able to step up and come go go grab a win and get himself rolling. I'm JM, my guy.
0: Fair enough, Carmen.
1: Um, I don't, I don't have strong enough feelings about anyone in the field to really make a who do I want to win type of thing. I mean, Zach Jonathan's a good guy, so I'll go. I want him to win. Um, he's an All American dude. Who do I think will win? I think Scotty Scheffler's is going to win.
0: That's a fair point. He, yeah, you know, he's back in the mix. Oh shit! I
1: didn't say Yeah, after you know not being able to play the U.S. Open because of COVID, he was on. Like, almost too quietly, just an incredible run post-COVID. That's what I'm saying. You know, like, he was was just having a great year. So, you know, I hope he gets back on
0: track. I'm scared that that week off might have thrown a wrench in his things. I hope that it didn't. But, you know, we see that sometimes with these guys that are on those heaters. And then, eventually, like, they take a week off or something, and then they don't really come back the same. But, for me – who I want to win is an absolute no-brainer. My guy Duff Daddy. Oh, yeah. My guy huh. Duff Daddy's in the mix. Let's go, Duff Daddy. So I'm going, I want him to win. Come Who on, I X-T. think will win. Already winning on PJ Tour. Mr. Trick shot himself, Wesley Bryan.
1: Ooh, Old pink pants.
0: I think uh I think he's got a chance this week.
1: He won that Hilton hood, he he? The at Hilton Head,
0: didn't he? He won at the RBC Heritage of Hilton Head, yep. Good job. Watch his
1: videos. Him and his brother have awesome videos. They do.
0: Honestly, even as of recently, they've been doing a lot of, like, course vlogs and, like, nine-hole matches against them. And it's pretty cool because sometimes uh, George, who's his brother, he'll kind of give him a run for his money because, I mean, they're both pretty nice. Fun fact also, they were both on uh, a big break at one point, wow. both of them at the same time. That's pretty cool. But, yeah, so... Be sure to be on the lookout for us next week. We're going to talk about the Susan Haynes Reid uh, tournament. And big big break needs to come back and hire you as the host. I would love to. <laughs> I mean, that's that like dream job stuff right there. I mean, I could do any accent that they wanted to. <laughs> New Zealand. I could be Frank Noblo. I would
2: hope that you come out as the good old boy from Dublin.
0: Dublin. Jakob, Fighting Dublin. Jakob Gimster. Could be anybody they wanted me to be. Um, but yeah, so be sure to follow us on Instagram at BGBC podcast, uh, follow us on Twitter at BG underscore podcast. Keep emailing us. If you have any things you want us to talk about, or you want to send in some stuff for us to look at, email us at BGBC at gmail.com. And until next time, thanks. for.